Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 350. On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news, and then we'll be discussing the four-show DC crossover event, the series premiere of Incorporated, and the first season finale of Westworld. Plus, we've got some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 350. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com, and this week I have joining me... Hello, I am Ivy from the internet. And I'm Kyle Nolan from notaryruns.net. Thank you both for uh, joining me on episode 350. Thanks for having me back. The big 350. That's right. Nice even round number. You're halfway to 700, sir. Yes, that's right. That is the... If you just do one a day, you get there by next year. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's 700. Right. What anniversary is that? The uh, paper anniversary? I don't know. I don't know. At this rate, it'll be... What is 18? Because <laughs> that'll be... Because uh, I think we're... I don't know. Has it been nine years? And we're in the 10th? Or is it been eight years and we're in the ninth i can't remember math is hard at this rate well the math isn't that hard if you remember what the actual date is when you started well apparently it's hard enough for you today so yeah if you if you divide 350 by around 42 44 somewhere in there that gives you the average number of episodes per year that we're about at so that would uh, give you a rough estimate but enough about that and on to uh, the real news. Are we going to talk about MacGyver? Yes, that's right. <laughs> There's a huge MacGyver news. Not nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, this just in. It's still on. Uh, <laughs> Film at 11. Yes. No, it's on at 8. Oh. Amazon has canceled Good Girls Revolt after one season. Shenanigans. The only thing I say about that is... Uh, I didn't – overall, I guess the reviews haven't been – have been mostly positive, I guess, you know, on the on the good side. Uh, but going into it, a lot of the reviews that I saw weren't so positive. And the ads and things for it that I saw, I don't know, it didn't – for whatever reason, it didn't interest me. And I wasn't able to get to it uh, before it started. But even with all of that – it seems odd, not that, I mean, Amazon's can't, you know, Amazon has canceled stuff uh, before, some stuff even before, you know, after ordering it, before actually getting it to screen, uh, but some stuff after one season, which is, you know, not something that Netflix does, uh, but it did seem odd that this soon after it premiered that they would decide to to cancel it that because i mean i saw i saw lots of tv ads for it and yeah it was kind of a full court press and things like that and so i'd be you know i would be although i guess they have other things premiering too coming here into december but uh you know even with that i would think that when people are logging onto the service to see you know the new season of Man in the High Castle or Mozart in the Jungle or things like that here in December that they might also see, you know, a Good Girls Revolt there on the list and might check it out or as 
we get a few weeks here of less other TV shows on the you know cable and broadcast networks. I don't know. It, it, maybe it just didn't get much of a start compared to other things, and whoever's in control there didn't particularly care for it or something. In it. Could have also been really expensive, and but yeah, I can't imagine it was. Well, I guess it's a period thing, so those tend to be a little more expensive. Yeah, but only a little more. I mean, it's not like it was. You know. It's not like it was a crazy period drama where everything was going on. I mean, it was a New York office. You build the office, you build a couple of sets. And I mean, yeah, there was some street level stuff that that would be more expensive. This is just disappointing. I haven't been this disappointed since I watched the first what I thought was going to be the first season of Flesh and Bone, only to find out that it would have only been set up as a single season. This was I really enjoyed the show. I just watched it uh, last month um, and thought it was phenomenal. So. This is this is sad panda. I wanted to see more of this, and I hope someone picks it up. Although I don't necessarily know who would. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. Apparently, Sony does want the rights back to it or whatever to, to be able to shop it to uh, other places or something. But yeah, I'm not sure where it would, you know, where it would go, like to a regular network or something like that after. Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they are trying to double the number of hours of original programming over the next year. So, you know, I guess they could use all the all the shows they could get. But who can keep up? There's like I think they're dropping three shows this week on Friday. It's like insane how how much they're. Yes. Especially since they're along with all the stuff they already have and other new stuff coming. They're a pinch. They're potentially shooting for adding twenty unscripted shows into the mix next Ugh. year, along with all the scripted stuff that they're adding. And uh, there's a section of Netflix I can just skip. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kyle, it's it's a really easy, really easy answer. I just I don't keep up with it. I mean, oh, I don't. I yeah. haven't watched any of these shows. I've, yeah. I've, I think the last show I watched on Netflix was Luke Cage. And- and the next one, I'm saving the crown. I, I want to watch that probably within the next couple of weeks. I wanted to save it until there's going to be nothing on in December. But I don't think any of the other Netflix shows, um, I mean, they're just piling so much on now. I might check out 3% because of her good stuff, but it's it's real easy. I just don't watch it anymore. And maybe one day I can catch back up with it if it supposedly turns out to be really good. Yeah, I think the only thing Netflix-wise, other than the Marvel stuff, that I you know that I want to go back and watch is Sense Eight. Uh, I really like Sense Eight, which is also going to have a, a Christmas special and then a new season next year. Uh, so very uh, very British TV of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. So yeah, that's uh, but a lot of the other stuff it. I don't know. It's never, it's never really interested me to begin with, or whatever. And I don't know a lot. Some of the some of the shows fall into that really sort of you know high profile good TV category where it gets really good reviews and stuff like that. But I'm just like ah, I don't know. I'm just I don't know. I guess the last couple of years I'm just not in like a super serious TV. Like I I don't go to my TV to 
get really contemplative or like, <laughs> yeah, I want to, I want to laugh or have some fun or, uh, the other thing yeah. is I see my TiVo sitting at 96%. Yes. That stuff doesn't take any room on that TiVo. Yeah. So I'm going to watch the stuff that I need to watch or, or lose it first. Yeah. Oh, I've been deleting a lot. It's just wholesale deleting stuff off the. So I think, Jason, what you were saying, though, is that uh, Good Girls Revolt was canceled. Correct. <laughs> it was. Thanks for getting us back on track. It was canceled. <laughs> I think we may have uh, gone off on a. Touch of a tangent, but uh, <laughs> but as Kyle noted, if you want a if you want a female focus period piece, uh, BBC has renewed called the Midwife for three more seasons, uh, so that'll probably also show up on PBS, which is where that plays here. So if you like call the Midwife, you that'll four be more seasons to come. <laughs> that, that, there's there's a whole lot more of that coming. Well, I guess. Given the short amount in each season, a whole lot isn't a whole lot, but season but years worth is. to come. Yes, yes. but season wise, it is. Uh, also, if you've just been uh, clamoring for more Sons of Anarchy type action, uh, FX has actually finally ordered a pilot for the uh, Mayan MC spinoff. Uh, so that could potentially be a thing. I don't know if I'm ready to... I, I think I was pretty much done with it by the time it ended. I don't know if I'm... Well, the only sure. thing there is the possibility that Kurt Sutter is more of a hands-off ex- or hands-off executive producer as a, as opposed to a hands-in-every-episode, writing it, rewriting it. Extending it 12 yeah. times <laughs> yeah. longer than it needs to be. <laughs> uh, so maybe it won't... Uh, suffer from some of those problems that you know later seasons had but i don't know i i pretty much had uh sort of my fill of that world i don't know that i need to see it from the mayan you know like ongoing from the mayan side of things or wherever that's going to take place if they're going to do it like a back to the future part two where you're going to see it from the other perspective yeah if you saw that same story if you saw that might be interesting That would be if you saw the seven years and they just they film the what everything that's happening with the with the Mayans and then it just pulled footage from Sons of Anarchy for when they met and then gave yeah. you backstory from the Mayan side. That would actually that would be uh, that'd be really interesting. Speaking of uh, Netflix, as we were and things that we actually watched on it. Uh, well, Kyle didn't, but. Uh, Netflix has renewed Marvel's Luke Cage for a second season, which is uh, not surprising. Cause those Yay, have, Luke Cage. Those have, all, uh, those have all done pretty well, I guess. Uh, I've enjoyed all the Marvel stuff so far, so looking forward to... Uh, I'll watch more of that. Uh, mostly I'm just interested to find out how this whole team-up thing is going to work, because... None of the seasons have been building towards an actual team up as much as I thought they were going to, you know? Yeah. I forgot about that. That means I might actually have to go and watch Luke Cage. I forgot I'm, they were I'm, I'm assuming that <laughs> I'm assuming that Iron Fist is going to get you the biggest part of the is go, you know is going to create more hooks into at least into some of the Daredevil storylines and, and things like that to uh start pulling things together or something. 
I hope so, but I'm not at all confident. Yeah, because they it's always seemed weird to me because they have like such a far out plan, like on the movie side of things and how things fit together and whatnot, that they've never had an announced plan of how the Marvel shows were going to work. Just that there was going to be a team up at some point and they were going to do all four of these shows and and then they've done, you know, multiple seasons of of some and then they've added in now you know, adding in a Punisher series and things that are gonna be taking place at different times. It's all but have no they have no roadmap of how these things were going to uh to team up. But on the more interesting side, I think is that Netflix announced that you can now download some of their content so you can uh, take it with you onto, say, airplanes or various places that you might not have Wi-Fi or Internet access or like on a plane where Wi-Fi and Internet access is expensive or doesn't get you enough access to actually stream anything anyways after you've paid that money, but something that Amazon had already done and now Netflix is making it available. It's mostly just uh, their original content, but there's, there's actually a bunch of other stuff, uh, movie and TV wise that you can uh, download as well. So it works with the, you know, download the latest version of the Netflix app uh, on your iPad or phone or whatever tablet device you have or something. And there's now a whole download uh, section that you can download stuff for viewing away from an internet connection, which I think is a long time coming feature. And it seemed like something that they weren't going to do, or it it just seemed like it was something they weren't going to do. So uh, I'm happy about that. Yeah, it's good news. I'll be happy when the expand when the uh, selection expands just a little. I mean, what they have is good, but it's some of the stuff that I was hoping for was not there. Yeah, I mean, it's all their original stuff, stuff that they have all the rights to. You know, the the international distribution rights to. They can just right. do that. Everything else, they have to make new deals, add stuff in, which. To me, it's sort of weird. Like, if it's available on your service, what does it matter whether you can download it inside the app or not? Like, why? Why do you got Yeah. Why do you got to? Why do you got to create a whole a whole new deal for making that available uh, as a, as a potential thing? Because it doesn't. Because lawyers. I mean, you're still going to get paid based on. I mean, however those deals work, you know, if it's by number of people that are watching the stuff or just the. You know, you're paying for, you know, whatever fee just to have it. I don't know. It's just, it's it's sort of a weird thing. I guess all the you know digital rights to things like that uh, that make it. But yeah, so as they uh, as they create, you know, other stuff, that'll all be on it. But also going into it as they acquire stuff, I mean, that'll just be factored in from the get go. Uh, as a it's like the thing. music rights mess that yeah. they have now for old stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the music rights thing to me is just dumb because if you own the rights to, these, to music, you would think you would want to get something for it as opposed to nothing for it by making it 
super expensive. And then if you actually did make it available to some of these things, you would a whole new generation of people might find your music and be interested in going out and getting more of it or whatever. I don't know. It just uh, that's always been a, a strange thing to me. Yeah, uh, to be so with some stuff to be so precious with the uh, you know the digital rights to it. But yeah, so I I like that. I did see that the. Uh, the IT crowd was on the list of things, so that was cool. But you know, your your mileage may vary uh, here as it starts. But at least it's a at least it's a thing, so I can uh, download some uh, IT crowd uh, videos uh, to watch the next time I'm uh, on a plane. Yeah, I use it. I see it as I could possibly catch up on some of these Netflix shows yes, when right. I'm forced to watch them on a plane. <laughs> the next time you have a, the next time you have a four or five hour flight somewhere, you can get like a whole season in of some show in a in your in your round trip. Uh, so there you go. So yeah, Kyle, you can uh, catch up on. You can look forward to catching up on something next June on your way to ATX. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Cage in June. <laughs> Yay, ATX. <laughs> uh, yes. All right. Next, Showtime has canceled Masters of Sex after four seasons. So that's... Uh, not even getting a wrap-up season? Apparently that's not. Next. I don't know how... It, I, I never watched past the first season. I got behind. Yeah, I enjoyed the first season, but just never had the... Same thing. Just didn't have the impetus to keep following up. Yeah, I don't know. Apparently no happy ending there. hey <laughs> Walked then, right into that one. <laughs> and then lastly, uh, Sci-Fi has renewed Z Nation for a fourth season. So That's another one that I'm halfway through the current season. It's piling up on my TiVo. I'm still watching it. I'm still enjoying it. Oh, I, was, I was about to say, this is the thing that makes me sad to be alive. We're in a world where Z Nation gets four seasons and Good Girls Revolt doesn't get two. <laughs> the, the thing is, Z Nation probably costs $20 to make, where Good Girls Revolt costs significantly more. Yes, the only thing I'll give Z Nation is that they swing into that. They don't... Yeah, they do. They don't pretend... They're not trying to pretend that they're more than what they are. They're not, uh, you know, like uh, Van Helsing or uh, the other one that's on sci-fi there. What is, what is the oh, other the one? Oh, the Winona Earp. Yeah, Winona Earp, which... Oh, I'll take, I'll take Winona Earp all day and all night over this show. Well, yeah, but still, to me, too much of that show, at least the parts that I watched... They didn't feel like they were acknowledging the campy part of it. They were taking it all just a bit too seriously, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think we'll I think I think Z Nation at least like it's just crazy, and they know it's crazy, and they just go uh, go all out. So I'll give them that, uh, but it never it never held my attention past the first episode. So, uh, but uh, if you've been enjoying it, you're gonna get more. And with that, that'll do it for the news. Before we start talking more MacGyver or something, there was that big announcement, right? <laughs> MacGyver's been picked on. up for 12 seasons. <laughs> uh, all right. And we'll move on to the primetime segment. Primetime. There we go. Thank you, Ivy. I like how you paused for Ivy because you, <laughs> you knew it was coming. Well, I forgot to do it last time I was on the show. I had to be prompted. I feel like an idiot. All right. First up. Uh, Supergirl, uh, Season 2, Episode 8, Medusa, 
which is sort of the beginning of the crossover, but really it was its own episode. Uh, the The crossover really takes place over the Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow, uh, which was the Flash Season 3, Episode 8, Arrow Season 5, Episode 8, and Legends of Tomorrow was Season 2, Episode 7, all titled Invasion! And, uh, Invasion! And so since they all have the same title... That's where all so the they didn't stuff even try to. <laughs> all... They didn't even try to pretend and put invasion in Supergirl's title. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Is it bad that the that the four parter quote unquote was so long? I don't really remember what happened much on Supergirl other than the Alex character kissing what's her face. <laughs> That's how bad I can't even remember the character's name. Maggie. Maggie. No, there was the takedown of. Of Cadmus, you know, or of the the leader with the help of uh, the Luther daughter, you know, taking yeah, down her faked, mom. Oh, that's right. She faked it out and pretended that she was going bad, but then and then they her and then they also had, you know, Alex and Kara's mom there for Thanksgiving, also there to be able to just in time help out with the science to be able to figure out a cure for the Medusa virus. And then also uh, fixed uh, Jean Jones so he didn't turn into uh, a white Martian. So there was, I mean, that See, the, all that stuff just happened in the last two minutes of the episode. Yeah, I mean, it was the it was the winter finale. I get that big stuff happened. Just the sad part is, just so much happened during the crossover that I kind of forgot all of the stuff that happened at the end of yeah, you know that yeah. that they were wrapping up with Supergirl. Yeah, it was just. Uh, I mean, they gave you a couple of times of of a portal trying to open up. There was a couple things that bothered me with that. Mostly is that that was just sort of tacked on there, and then they had it. That they used the same that, footage. That again. same yeah. scene <laughs> in the actual Flash episode when they actually came to uh, ask for help, which overall was fine because if you're having the invasion take place over on Earth Prime, you can't really start that storyline on Earth 38. Uh, so, yeah. well, see, the problem so, I had is that makes they sense. They had this, but the problem I had yeah. just real quick. <laughs> the problem I had yeah. was it happens twice. They kind of freak out, but then when Kara sees them in her apartment at the end, she goes, "I knew it." And you're just like, "Well, then why do you say anything when that happens?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know see, why? Why did you just let everybody freak out instead of go? I think this might be my friends trying to come back <laughs> from another Earth. And the other, the way they could have linked this to the other one, they have this nice, let's see, you have these evil aliens that are attacking, you have this nice Medusa virus that can kill any kind of alien except for one, and you can just basically go and bring that to the other Earth, wipe out all these aliens, and you'd be done with your three-thing three crossover <laughs> in about five minutes. And there you go. So I thought I for sure that... defeat Medusa the purpose. I thought for sure that Medusa virus, like somehow they were going to have to tie that thing in, seeing as this was billed as part of a four episode crossover, but it never uh, came into play. I want to first say I'm very much enjoying Supergirl. I I like the I like the show. I think it has, you know, the right tone or whatever for the most part. And but within it. And it happens in in all these sort of superhero shows and stuff like that. There's just things that happen that you go, what? And one being, 
I get that they needed Supergirl's blood to be able to get to the Fortress of Solitude and get the info on the Medusa virus. But that brings up two things. One, if your ultimate goal as Cadmus is to eradicate <laughs> the aliens, why weren't you also trying to figure out a way to kill Kara after you had zapped her of her power? Uh, and two, how did you even know about the Fortress of Solitude and that you needed... And that there was information on a Medusa virus. Like, where did they come across this info to even hatch this plot? It just was like Bless. a thing. Like, they just knew out of nowhere that there was... Because it wasn't like he, they had heard about it and they figured out this is how they could get into it. And then while rooting around in the system, they came across this. Cyborg Superman think- specifically went there and asked for that piece of information. I think Kara got drunk one night at the bar <laughs> and just spilled the beans, and then they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was just, uh, it, there, there's little things like that in these shows uh, that pull me out of it because they have an idea, but then they don't fully flesh it out as to how that can actually be a thing, and it those those things pull me out of it for a bit. While I liked that you know, the reveal of, of, you know, the real Hank Hinshaw sort of still being around and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, I, I'm always bothered by things where you get the, you know, you get, the, you get somebody that you, you, you profess you want to kill in a vulnerable state and you don't do anything other than steal some blood from her so that you can get uh, this other information that somehow, will kill all aliens but her, but yet somehow, apparently, they were also smart enough to tweak it so that, since it, this is the other thing they got me, is the science of it, the pseudoscience of it, is that on Krypton, they developed this virus that would kill anybody that wasn't Kryptonian. So, wouldn't that include Earthlings? Earthlings? <laughs> But apparently they were able to tweak the virus so that it would kill all aliens except for Kryptonians and Earthlings. But if and Daxonites. But if you're but if you're tweaking this but if you're tweaking it, wouldn't you also tweak it to be able to kill Kryptonians? Like if you are this smart in this short period of time, it's these things where they just speed this stuff up and they just do stuff because they it would be cool or whatever, but then it has like no, the, the, your path to get there. You're just like, what? And while I enjoy the show, it's not so good that you're so, that, you know, that you can kind of gloss over these things. Uh, to me, these things just stand out and draw, you know, draw back from an otherwise entertaining show. What do you think, Ivy? I hear you. This is definitely one of those shows that, Sits that at least for the first season, and I think the second season, it's it's definitely it's filled out some of the other characters better. Um, and, but especially since Cat Grant has left, the whole show sits on Melissa on Supergirl's on Melissa Benoist's shoulders, and she's just so darn charming, it works. Yeah. But anytime you get away from her being awesome in the role, you're kind of it. it all the cracks start to show, like you're saying. So I can't I can't really disagree with you. But still, she's so awesome, it's worth watching. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much where I'm at. Is is it's it's still a lot of fun to watch. It's just that I wish that they, I don't know, took a little bit more care into giving plot devices that made sense instead of them just being. They, sometimes they just feel like they're just pulled out so that they can have this other cool thing. Let's just get to the cool thing. Don't. Look away, nothing to see here. <laughs> don't, don't bother with how we got to this. Just feast your eyes on this really cool, pretty thing happening over here. I guess yeah. I'm distracted easily because <laughs> it doesn't bother me. I like the cool stuff and like the fun. Like in this episode, the main thing that stuck out to me was the whole fun, like family Thanksgiving dinner at the beginning. Just like all the uh, the the fun stuff that went on there and the awkwardness and everything. That I forgot about all these little minor things that uh, that happen later on. They're not minor, Kyle. They're important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just you know, story wise, sometimes it just I think it just takes away from where sometimes you could just. I mean, these are highly creative people. You could just drop a line of dialogue here and there that could explain some of this stuff, uh, and it would. You know, but they just sort of uh, leave that out. Like, I could create my own backstory, sort of, as to how Cadmus came across, you know, this information or whatever. But I shouldn't have to create my own. You should start a fanfic site. Yeah, my own, my own, uh, fan, yeah, my own uh, you know, sort of backstory as how how it, this could have plausibly happened. Uh, the show should be better at at giving me that stuff. But yes, but but yeah, Supergirl sort of sat there uh, as as its own thing, and then they tacked on the ending, which had uh, uh, the Flash and and his uh, partner <laughs> Cisco uh, at the time, not friend, yeah, <laughs> coming to uh, ask, coming to ask uh, for uh, Supergirl's help. I did like, I because. I mean, some of this stuff goes back to the original crossover and how it was never mentioned on The Flash, you know, until... And so now bringing Supergirl over, it's like the introduction of of, of her, you know, to all these people where you're just like, shouldn't Caitlin and Cisco have heard of this before? Yeah, he would have told them something. <laughs> like like the, the, whole, the, whole to- the whole thing where they... Uh, they just sort of tacked on this other episode on the, you know, that was on another network. And then in the middle of, you know, he disappears and then comes back in an episode of Flash. And you're supposed to take that the episode of Supergirl takes place in that point when he, you know, left and came back. But yet he never mentioned anything like, dude, you'll never guess where I just was. So I, I guess it kind of harkens back to that type of stuff that uh, those type of things uh, sort of bother me. And so they bring her over. I did like that. You're like, oh, we're fighting aliens. Well, I'm going to go get an alien of my own <laughs> to help out. And then I, they had sort of in the backstory that while Earth-38 is like a completely different Earth that doesn't have a lot of the necessarily the same people and uh, places on it, apparently there were Dominators in that. <laughs> yeah, that was a little in, in that, convenient. In that, <laughs> in that one also. Uh, well, no, remember at the, end, at the end of the episode we saw aliens? The end of the 
was it maybe it was the week before but we've seen aliens coming towards earth looking for i thought uh monel i i think those are going to be dominators yeah you know now as as their way of bringing you know you know bringing those back in uh right. it, it just seemed it just seemed kind of it just seemed kind of odd though at the time that everything else is so different that but they also had uh these they'd also dealt with these on krypton and uh you know so but you know that's i guess uh you know she should have a leg up on some extra information on how to deal with the dominators once they show up on earth 38 you know as you know even though there are different ones but yet have an idea of what they've done before to get rid of them in another place but uh, i don't know so that's uh, but that's Supergirl, and we can move on to Invasion. Which one? We can sort of talk about the Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow all together as one thing. The one thing I will, I I am interested in is, I I suppose I mean given the ratings for all these things, although I don't know what the plus you know seven type ratings and stuff like that, and so maybe the same amount of people ended up watching it, but because of the big crossover stuff, they watched it live. Or closer to live, you know, or same day instead of waiting uh, a while to watch it. Uh, but at least the live plus same day ratings were uh, an increase for all these shows for that week. But I'm interested in what people that maybe only watch The Flash or maybe only watch Arrow or, or for some reason only watch Legends of Tomorrow. You know, or maybe just are somebody who watches just one of these shows. If they actually watched all of these shows for the crossover because I was interested in how much story development they did for characters throughout the whole thing during episodes that weren't their specific show episode. So, you know, there's like stuff happening with Stein, like throughout, uh, there's, uh, and so if, you know, if you only watched, legends you're going to get to a point in that show where if you just watched the legends episode of of the crossover you wouldn't get the full character uh stuff that he went through for that and you also have you know the flash having stuff happen on arrow and and so there was a lot of there was a lot of stuff that took place over the course of the whole thing that if you're only watching one show you would you would need to watch the crossover at least, uh, but that's the what the story. previously on is. <laughs> that's what the previously on is for. <laughs> they'll show you that once they finally get to this Stein storyline in Legend of Tomorrow, they'll show you previously on, and they'll show you all the clips <laughs> that were important from the other ones as well. I suppose. Uh, I just found I just found that interesting that they that there was way more focus on some of the other characters in you know the episodes that weren't their specific episode uh, type of thing. So I, I was surprised how quickly they jumped into everyone together. Like, like the Supergirl thing was misleading. Cause at first I thought, Oh, they're just going to slowly bring this group together. And then you jump into the flash and everybody's there. <laughs> and like, you get all the introductions of everyone meeting each other, which I thought was great because you like, you know, like, I never really thought about it that none of these people know each other because I just watch all these shows. And it seems like, oh, they uh, do we lose someone? 
No. I heard a... Oh, okay. I heard it like may a... Or, may or may not be me sending an IM to inquire about whether or not you can hear the fact that it's pouring down raining at my house. Oh, okay. I heard like a, a sudden droplet, and then I thought it was like a Skype kick out. But... So you could only hear one <laughs> drop of rain is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I, so I really enjoyed like since I watch all these shows, like I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I know all these characters, but I forget that they don't all know each other. And it was amusing to watch like all the people like them first see the alien. I love the interaction with Heatwave and Kara, where he's just like a complete jerk to her. He's like, I'm going to call you a skirt. And like uh, and so like he's like the super gruff guy and she's a super nice girl. And so it's you get these clashing personalities. And I thought that was a lot of fun when they they bring the whole group together um the 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 one downside to me which i I found the arrow episode insufferably boring like i couldn't stand the whole like we're trapped in this reliving our past because i couldn't care less what happened in the past on arrow and like they they even found a way to work the flashbacks in (laughs) like i thought we'd at least get a flashback free episode as part of this uh as part of this crossover but it was like almost all flashbacks due to this this weird state that they were everyone was in like the stasis and reliving their their past well it was it was reliving a present that could have been had their past been different the other the other bit of this is that in the mix of this being the crossover event it was also the 100th episode of arrow so they used it both they use that storyline also to bring back a bajillion other, people. <laughs> other characters and things, you know, from uh, from the past and stuff like that and put things uh, in, you know, an interesting perspective for, you know, some of uh, how the, things that have happened to them in the past and how they would, you know, either wish things could be or or stuff. But, you know, it, it gave them the ability to bring back, you know, their parents and Laurel and. And then a, a bunch of the uh, the bad guys and things like that that they've faced. And so they were doing double duty with that storyline on the Arrow episode. Mm. But I'm wondering how, like, how well would that play later on as like a standalone? Not, probably not very well. Well, none of these episodes are going to play well yeah. as a standalone. Yeah. Now. Ultimately, yeah. ultimately, like the crossover should all be included on like every box set yeah. every box set or if you buy a season on itunes or, or you know amazon video or something like that or or even if you have when they're available for streaming on netflix what is it eight days after two, two weeks after the season's over or whatever now that those will just be included and <laughs> like when it comes up it'll just start playing those episodes inside of uh that season as well i don't know because because like I said, there was a lot of stuff that happens, at least in this, it had some character development things for the actual Arrow characters in the Arrow episode. So, you know, that works. But ultimately, you don't have an episode that, that has a completion, you know. They don't take anybody down or solve anything within the episode, uh, as would happen on most episodes. So mm. that's that's a little different if you were just watching just that episode. Uh, but as a hundredth episode, I think it, they were trying to have that hundredth episode type feel to it as well. So uh, yeah. to, to be able to just bring all kinds of uh, characters back, and I thought they did a good job of 
creating something like that that uh, you know that sort of brought all these all these things together and uh, I like the I like some of the side bits like you know Barry realizing that he he owns this whole other building you know and <laughs> it just happens to be to look just like the classic Justice League building so you know and then you have while you're having a team up of all these uh, heroes and stuff. So, you know, stuff like that, I think is, uh, is also fun within, uh, within the episodes. Uh, but, uh, overall, Ivy, what did you think of, you know, the, the storyline and adding aliens into, you know, other earths other than, uh, where car is from. And well, I want, I really want to ask you guys about Barry more than kind of more than anything. Cause this is, the most frustrating thing for me about the um, about the whole invasion storyline, and I guess really what's going on with Flash in general, is all of the hate that Barry's getting for changing the timeline. First, I get it. He did a bad thing. You know what I mean? It's like he changed the lives of everybody. But if I got to hear about how, you know, he, he prevented Dig from meeting a daughter that he'll never, you know, there's a daughter that Dig had that he'll never know now. Well, true, but at the same time, he also gave Dig a son that he never knew before. So it's <laughs> yeah, all, he, the, like, quickly all the negative to... that happened. Like there was there was as much there was as much positive change as there was negative change. Or you have to imagine that there was. But at least in that storyline, they gave while you know he was taken back by it a little bit. By the end, he was the first person to say, you know, really, you need to forgive yourself. It's not you know, it's not about all of us forgiving you or whatever. And so he was the first one to sort of like not really like send, you know, uh, Barry down the road, uh, you know, type of thing. And but I think there was also like there was there was also this storyline or whatever. And somebody was talking to Barry about just because, you know, some of these things changed in the in the change doesn't mean that like his brother wouldn't have died anyways around the same time, yeah. like in the, yeah. <laughs> in the storyline, you know, uh, just because when you came back, he was gone. Doesn't mean that that was exactly what, uh, you know, caused it or, or things like that. But yeah, you also don't know that, you know, other things would have been different. And so, yeah, I was glad that they kind of, uh, that they've kind of came around except for the description of tonight's episode, uh, Cisco faces Christmas, first Christmas without his brother, so it brings that back up again. Mm. Even though, they, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even though they sort of had, you know, come to you know, sort of come to grips with it, uh, where he saw, you know, at least from another perspective, you know, I was kind of hoping that, although Stein decides he wants to keep that a secret because now he want, you know, he wanted to not get close to his daughter because he wanted to fix that. But then now that he's gotten to know his daughter a little bit, he doesn't want. And so he's changed something now too, uh, by, you know, interacting with himself in the past. And I was kind of hoping that maybe he would have a conversation with Barry, like, dude, you're not the only one that's messed up, you know, kind of thing. And, uh, but that didn't happen since they're, they don't want to put it out there as something that also needs to be fixed. 
it'll be a never-ending process of trying to fix it and <laughs> something else went wrong. Oh, now we got to go back and do this. And... Which is one of the things. I wish that they would come up with a cohesive opinion about time travel, right? Yeah, because when Stein Barry makes thing, change, it's the end of the world. It. Stein yeah. does it, and I get it, right? You know what I mean? He, he created a daughter that he never knew, and so he doesn't want to... But, like, all the time on Legends of Tomorrow, they make... I mean, they invited... In, 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 in pop culture, in sci-fi pop culture, we're so used to the narrative of don't ever change anything. You know, when people are time travels, we're used to the narrative of don't change anything, right? But on... On Legends of Tomorrow, we've seen um, the Adam suit be worn by Samurai, and we've seen Jonah Hex on the Wave Rider. We've seen yeah. <laughs> them make incidental changes to the timeline, to history, all the time, but that's not a big deal. But the minute Sarah wants to go after and kill Damien Dark, oh, nope, you can't do that. But they killed, they've killed lots of people. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Why is this guy important? And these people aren't. So it's just frustrating that there's an incoherent stance on what is good or bad decision making when you're time traveling. What is what's moral and what's immoral about time? What's good is what works for the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, we also get the explanation on the flash that even though he went back and fixed it, there was still a crack. And so when he got back, it wasn't exactly the same. You know, you can't 100% fix something yet stein seems to believe that he can go back and change the thing that he that he changed and that when he does that that it's fixed that he can actually fix it and so there's like between different shows they even have like a different belief as to what you know what they can actually do to keep history the same or fix history or you know not you know not make changes and so i wish there was a sort of a cohesive time travel, you know, you know, thesis for the whole, uh, you know, Arrowverse type of thing. Yeah. Yep. Just frustrating. And it's simple to do when it's all the same people doing the writing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It just, some of, yeah, some of that stuff is, is kind of frustrating because they always, you know, especially in the first seasons of legends, it was always, you know, don't, don't do anything. And then they would, you know, especially like the first time they went to the old West, uh, they clearly get involved in all kinds of stuff, including Stein saving somebody with medicine that doesn't exist yet. And then it turns out that he's saving somebody that was alive in the, you know, that had been alive and created some things that people would know about in the future. So it was one of those weird things. Like if he hadn't changed the past, wouldn't it have changed the? You know, it would have changed the yeah. future. It was always part of the past. That <laughs> yeah, he was the... yeah, there was. It's, <laughs> it's that mind-numbing type of circular uh, time travel stuff that that hurts my brain uh, when you try and think about it. And then because they have those type of storylines, but then yeah, you can't uh, you can't touch other stuff. But then. If a t you know, but meanwhile you have it also seemed like I don't know, it seems like at some point they they figured out that there's a speedster that's causing the time aberrations. Doesn't that sound like they should call on Barry for a little help? Yeah. In their storyline too, considering that I don't know, the way that they they've mixed all these things up, uh I kinda long for the days of Arrow season two. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a certain, to a certain extent, it's about suspending a little disbelief. 
this is the person that just brought up this the the whole point. Arrow is still my favorite show of this bunch, and uh, unlike Kyle, I really enjoyed the episode their their specific episode and the glance back. But there's there's some challenges in running four of these shows at the same time, and sometimes they're more apparent than others. Yeah, especially when they're not all separate; they're all in you know the same multiverse uh, to include Supergirl in the in the yeah. mix. You know, now that they have all these uh, various Earths uh, and whatnot. So sometimes it's such a big thing that it's I can see that it would be hard to you know keep control of all these things when you're sort of running your shows separately, but yet they take place in the same thing. Sometimes it doesn't seem like they're talking enough, you know, between the writers rooms or something or that they have an overall like. They, it seems like you should have like a giant meeting at the beginning of the year that says, here's where we're going with each character. Here's where the overall story for the Arrowverse is going. And uh, we need to make sure that we all in our individual shows stay on this path while doing our own thing. Uh, and I'm not sure that they do a great job of that all the time, especially as they've expanded out to four shows now. Uh, but I don't know. I think... I think that's enough of of Invasion, which overall I really enjoyed, but we could probably sit here and nitpick it to death. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did think they did a good, gave a good reason why the Legends of Tomorrow people should even be there. Like, they gave them that reason to go back to 1951, so you need them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, overall I enjoyed it. Despite you mean when the, the Legends of Tomorrow people figured out what we already knew from the very first episode? <laughs> oh, they're they're back in time. This is where the first attack was. Didn't they already figure that out? Talk about that in the Flash yeah. episode? Oh, I thought you were, I, when you said first that was I was thinking Supergirl. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, no. <laughs> but that was that was also another thing. I mean, it sort of worked in the storyline of Cisco forgiving or sort of forgiving Barry that he realizes that. You know, when they went back in time to steal it, you know, to take a Dominator, that that changed. Yeah, but I'm, I'm okay with them going back and doing it. But it's the fact that Commander Steele, you know, Nate Haywood figured it out like he was breaking some mystery. They'd already discussed it two up two nights ago. Yeah, but but when but when they but when they figure out that part of the aliens coming back and part of uh, them not wanting to deal or not being straightforward or whatever, even though they had saved the guy that it didn't, it didn't really afford them anything exactly or. Yeah. But they realized that I did like that in that, that Cisco realized that they were changing the actual history by doing that because that hadn't happened before. Apparently, the men in black did show up and possibly take that guy, you know, and maybe actually did end up dead uh, and they were never there. But but then when they actually did, you know, save him and set him free or whatever and and got the information, you know, they had changed uh, the events to try and do something now in the present. But it changed. Ultimately, it may have set forth. Uh, them actually wanting to come back, you know, like because they they saw them as a threat, 
where they may not have fully seen them as a threat and maybe wouldn't have come back at that time. So, again, a whole other time travel thing where Cisco was cool with going back in time, take an alien and change something, while at the same time being pissed off at Barry for going back in time and changing something. I mean, at least they came around on that, and that f- factored into Cisco's coming around on Barry a little bit. But again, a whole nother just out there way of thinking, uh, just thinking about how cool it would be to go back in time as opposed to, you know, really think you, you would think ahead of time, somebody that was that pissed at Barry for going back in time and changing things again, would think twice about going back in time to change something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, bit of a hypocrite there, Cisco. <laughs> But again, like I said, at least they did use that as an impetus for him sort of changing his mind or coming around. But that's, I think that's enough of the invasion storyline, the DC crossover. And we'll move on to the next show on the list, which is Incorporated, uh, Season 1, Episode 1, Vertical Mobility, which was the series premiere. And uh, Ivy, what did you think of Incorporated? I don't want to say that this hour of television had no redeeming qualities whatsoever. Okay. So, so in so other words, you have nothing to say. So you're not going to say anything. Oh, so you guys, you guys the, picked up my little bit right there, huh? Is, uh, <laughs> you're going with the, uh, you're, you're going with can't what say something. Yeah. Going with what your mother told you. If you can't say something yeah. nice, then don't say something at all. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to say Jason that I don't <laughs> like you or anything. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was it was it felt like Gattaca the TV series, but uh, like I I thought it sets up an interesting world. Like this guy who's trying to infiltrate this corporation in order to find his girlfriend. I assume that was taken or something happened to her a while back, and he's been searching for her. It makes me wonder, like. Is his whole marriage, did he ever even love his wife or is that all just been a ploy to to infiltrate the company and, and start moving up the ranks because her mother was like this CEO or whatever yeah. her, well, her that position was, is? That was a little bit of the storyline that I had a little bit of a problem because when he goes to talk to the other guy, you know, the secret meeting on the bench and mm-hmm. he talks about he wants to move up in the company and the guy's like, no, you've already reached a level that, you know, any more, you know, you go up any more, you're going to have to go through more scrutiny. And I was like, if you're trying not to get noticed and just infiltrate the world, would you marry the daughter of the CEO of the, of yeah. the company? That seems like that's going to get you noticed and some scrutiny at. Uh, so that was sort of uh, that was sort of weird. But, you know, him having to go through whatever after, you know, getting rid of the other guy to to try and move up to the 40th floor so he can get access to, I don't know, some sex club that or something Arcadia, like that. Yeah, that Arcadia exec- <laughs> gentleman's club, yeah. executive gentleman's the, club. The executive or... club where, you know, yeah. it looks like he found a, a match for, you know, the woman he's looking for. And mostly I thought it was a really slickly well done version of a ton of stuff we've seen before. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it had the, his whole impetus for trying to infiltrate was the disappearance of his girlfriend or fiance or whatever she was, you know, the, the brother or the sister of the guy that, you know, he goes and meets in the, when he, you know, when he leaves the, the nice city 
But they had that creative scene that I've never seen before where he's in the guy's office and the percentage is slowly climbing and the guy's outside the door. <laughs> and when he comes back in, you think he's going to be seen, but he's actually sitting in the opposite direction perfectly fine. I, I, like, had, <laughs> I had such a big problem with that, <laughs> given that in this futuristic world, apparently we still haven't sped up data transfer at all <laughs> or he was or he was downloading so much data you know that it was going to take a really long time i was like you've got all these futuristic computers and all this stuff but yet uh it's it still takes minutes to transfer uh, however much data he was trying to transfer to the to the thing and you're just like and do you need to transfer like all that data or do you just need enough <laughs> to make it look like he's trying to take something out? Also, in this world, knowing the scanning that you're going to take place, who would do that? Why would you not believe that the guy was set up? Because in that, in that world, how many people have tried to sneak out data or something uh, with the type of scans that they have? Because it sounds like everyone knows who President Palmer is and they don't want to meet him. <laughs> so there were things like that, that that did pull me out of it where you're just like, oh, really? We're, we're this futuristic thing, but yet we're still doing the old, uh, the old crutch of uh, having to wait for a download. While, and then also having the, you know, the thing stop working. Uh, but apparently was, was the thing that he was... It, if it started working on him and he had to use the earplugs to block it out, how come it wasn't going through the door and making the secretary sick? The guy's assistant out there at the... Uh, it was the just enough to reach yeah. the edge of the door. <laughs> just reach the door. You know, that was, <laughs> I don't know. There was, again, sometimes in these shows, like, I, I did find, I did find some stuff interesting, like uh, the ride in from work. You're driving down, a, and, and it looks like it's a beautiful scenery, but just on the other side of that is just slums, yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and things like that. Uh, the whole sort of uh, uh, backdoor global warming is bad because this is what we're going to end up with uh, as the reasoning for this dystopian future. You know, things like that where you're like, oh, okay, whatever. I think. Some of inside of it was, you know, kind of interesting, but yet it, it had, for being so slick and stuff, it had some major problems in being like derivative. Yeah, <laughs> but but in but in a way that it didn't feel fresh because everything's derivative of something these days. There's yeah. nothing new. It's just a it's just a better written version of something, or a you know a better acted version of something, or something that has all of those things combined a twist you haven't seen in a while two you know, two types of shows coming together that hasn't really been a mixture of, of something before makes it feel kind of new. There's, you know, there's ways to come at uh, this, but so much of it felt like the going out into sort of like the slums, but that was where, you know, like the real party was or, you know, the going out into these clubs or, or whatnot. It just, all of it felt like, I don't know, sort of uh, paint-by-numbers dystopian future drama. 
type of thing. Well, it's like, well, we need uh, one of these and one of these, <laughs> and we need his girlfriend to have disappeared. So that's why he wants to fake his way into this world. And we'll throw out this reasoning for why the corporations have taken over. And yet, and so like the corporation has taken over yet. It still seemed like there was still countries <laughs> and stuff. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't yeah. quite get the, because it seemed like she was talking to like a senator or something like that, you know, the CEO of the company or whatever. And it, it did still seem like there was, there was countries, but like if, if the, corporations have taken over wouldn't you just be living in that you know I don't yeah know. well they're definitely there definitely was... were countries because they opened up with the cheesy like um the canadians built a wall yeah. that <laughs> came out all the illegal <laughs> americans like yeah that were but... just they were just trying to find work yeah uh, you know it's <laughs> very uh, some just high level political commentary uh in there but yeah that was the type of stuff though that was weird though because you were like okay so no corporation has taken over Canada. Like that's still like still a country within itself, but U S is still sort of a country yet. The major cities or places are run by a corporation or something. I don't know. I, I didn't quite, I got I, lost. I, mean, I just took it. I just, I just took it. Like the corporations are just like, they have so much power that they can like, they're really the ones that are in control, even if there is like an actual still a government. Yeah, it's really I, the corporations that run things. Yeah, I guess it just uh, I don't know. It, it could have been clear or something as to uh, maybe that'll flesh out in subsequent episodes. I mean, overall, I did kind of enjoy it. I mean, I did kind of like it enough that I may watch. Uh, another couple episodes, but yet we've already talked about all the things that bothered me about it too. Like, see the stuff that you brought up. Like, I never really thought about it as I was watching it. Like, I just I really enjoyed it. Uh, I watched it first a month ago, and I watched it again yesterday or over the weekend, and I enjoyed it again the second time. I'm looking forward to seeing some new episodes. Yeah, but it's just I don't know. There's certain things that just bother me. Like, she cuts herself, and then. Uh, uses a device that instantly heals her arm up, yet it takes five minutes to download some data. You know, this, these, well, we got medical advancements, these but not the, data advancements. These are the things that bother me in this futuristic system. Well, maybe it's just dystopia. a lot of data. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but again, I say, do you need all of that file? You wanted to make sure that he, uh, he uh, had would, uh, yeah. that guy locked down. Or, or could you just make the case that he was trying to piecemeal it out and not get caught with a little bit? You know, <laughs> like, is that, uh, is that okay? Mostly it just put him in the crosshairs as, you know, he's going to have to fake his way through even more stringent testing and things like that to get to the 40th floor. Uh, and then even if he does and could get to the club, like, how is, how is that going to even help him if he finds the girl? Like, how is he going to be able to save her or whatnot? I don't know. That's what the rest of the season. That's is for. what the rest of the season is for. Uh, but I take Ivy it. Will, Ivy will let us know. Uh, I, I take it, Ivy. You're you're done after one episode. Yeah, I mean, I this is my. I think Allison Miller is the new Ted McGinley. For I keep waiting for her to be in a show since Kings that I'm really, really going to like, and I keep being disappointed. Is he his wife? No. Or yeah. Is she yeah, his yeah. wife? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you mean? Uh, oh, I totally just uh, blanked on it. What was the What was the show where they went back in time with the dinosaurs? Terra Nova. Yeah, Terra Nova wasn't that show for you. You no, were, You didn't have big just, hopes every, for that. Every time she's in something, it just turns out to be not. There's uh, some, I mean, she's some high quality product. You know, um, what else? She, she was in something up. else. She's been. Well, she was in Go On. Yeah, with, she was uh, in Go Matt On. Perry, that I that was so much better than it had any right to be. Yeah, that was another show that that was a show that NBC definitely should have kept around for. <laughs> yeah, more Laura Panetti in our life is a good thing. Uh, another season. Uh, yeah, so that's enough about Incorporated, and we'll move on to the uh, mind screw that is Westworld. Uh, season one, episode We haven't 10. even talked about Westworld yet. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bicameral mind. It was the season finale. And I don't know. They they brought it back around on itself and paralleled, you know, the previous story. But they didn't really tell you that story until now. So it, it seems super clever, but then not. You may have guessed some of these things or thought about some of these things or... You know, some of the reveals, like the man in black or whatever, those weren't like, by this time, those weren't like real reveals. But when, in the last couple episodes, you basically get the full sort of previous storyline and then how this episode ends, it seems really clever, except for the fact that they just told you about that, (laughs) you know, like just now, and then paralleled it just now. Uh, So... And you've just seen some things that have taken place in between. Mostly, I I find the acting really interesting and and stuff, but I I'm still mostly confused as to what is even going on or how it it just seems like they think they're too clever by half. What say you, Ivy? Is it that they think they're too clever by half, or we think that they think they're too clever by half? <laughs> I like. I think they these guys executed, uh, you know, executed on what they tried to do this season and did a really good job with it. They never. I don't think they ever really, other than not telling us that the man in black was William. It's not like they made it out. Not like there was a lot of hype around it coming from the show or coming from HBO. You know, there yeah. was, it was just subtly played. It's just like we're not going to tell you all the bits of the story, and you're going to have to figure out some of. It's going to be one of those things that you know. I, I, and I'm, I'm messing up a quote, but history is a series of of um, decisions that, in hindsight, were really, really obvious. And this is a this is a a show that's got a lot of things that are that, in hindsight, are going to be very, very clear. But in in but there, but you can say that because all of the clues were there. It's why we figured out that the man in black was William. It's why we figured out that there was two or maybe even three different timelines that we were watching kind of all at the same time. I don't think, I don't think that they were trying to be clever as much as they were. They weren't trying to make it a mystery as just as they were just saying, well, this is the story we're going to tell you. We're not going to hype it up. There, there was other things. And I think the, the mystery of who, why it was, was honestly one of the things I was most curious about. And I really found that payoff enlightening. Um, while while you you talk about how we didn't really know the true backstory of that, but we've been hearing about Wyatt and know and knew about that massacre from really early on in the season. We just didn't know what relevance that it actually held. So making it something that mattered and was replicated and you know all of this has happened before and all of this will happen again. That you know that the history recycling itself. Um, 
I thought that was clever. Um, but I don't think it's a matter of, I don't think, and I think io9 wrote something about it yesterday or today that basically says it's, it's stop trying to think about this as a mystery story and just enjoy the story. That's that it's, it's, it's less about mysteries and more about the stories being peeled back layer by layer by layer at a time. And in that case, then you, you harp on the performances that were phenomenal, the production value, which was amazing. Um, and just in, enjoy it more than, you know, trying to dissect it. I think, I think the, the constant dissection of a television show that seems to have evolved since lost to a certain extent can impact our ability to enjoy what's going on. And I loved it. I didn't love every minute of it, but I really enjoyed it. I don't know. Well, this and to some extent was built to be, I mean, with some of the stuff they built around the show and, and things like that, there was some mystery to it and, and what, you know, for things to be, you know, have twists and, and find out, you know, things. I, I mean, I did really like the, you know, the reveal of who Arnold was because when he's talking to Bernard and he shows him the picture, you just naturally assume it's the guy in the center. I did, but, but, (laughs) but he was looking at, you know, the real version of himself, you know, then he was the, you know, he's, this was the replicate version of him and just had a different name, you know, that type of stuff, you know, those were, those were pretty cool. And they had, you know, they had some, you know, some interesting reveals and things along the way. And so I think there, this show was built a little bit more for uh, some sort of dissection and, and talk like that. I think, I think the problem revolves around a show like lost is when, it creates this huge thing around it and then fosters it, but then comes around at the end and says, that's not really what we were about. But I don't think that was the case here. They never really said that. Well, that that's the thing I'm saying. It, it's not to that extent here, but yet with the, with the online website and, and other things around it, they have built in some mystery and things to find and dissect and figure out, uh, in the show. It's, uh, and but in so they're peeling back layers uh, in a similar manner to how this is us is telling stories, uh, you know, by sh- going back and showing you the past and how that reflects into their future and and, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, but it's just sometimes that I feel like in this show to fully understand, like, what's going on, you need like some sort of explanation and when I see stories that pop up afterwards that are like interviews with the, you know, the creators and writers of the show where they answer questions and blah, blah, blah. And you go, uh, I shouldn't need an interview with the creators of the show to understand what something in the show meant. I don't, see, I shouldn't that- need supplemental data. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with interviews and stuff like that and finding out more about how they came up with these ideas and, and things like that. But I shouldn't, but sometimes I feel in some of these shows, uh, when they come out afterwards and do these postmortems and then you, you go, Oh, that's, Oh, so that's what you were trying to do there. I feel like you've missed the mark a little bit in your storytelling. If you have to explain yourself afterwards. 
I still this was the show I looked forward to every Sunday night when I was. Well, I still look I actually watched it live TV. I watched the same night almost every week except for the last two episodes, which I watched back to back over this last weekend. But that, that kind of thing, not knowing exactly what was going on, that never bothered me with this show. Like even with Lost, I was never all about finding answers and having everything answered. I mean, the ending was horrible, but <laughs> that's another story. But. Uh, the uh I, I just really enjoyed it for me like it became well dolores i guess is like the the main character for me as soon as mave got her awakening she became like the main character to me i was way more invested in her story than anything else i think she like uh tandy newton did an excellent job with that character like i thought she was so entertaining to watch and uh so i was really invested in that um, and then, like, I thought they gave her a good arc leading into, a, like, whatever's going to happen in the second season where she finally was able to think on her own and, and make, like, how they, I liked how they revealed in this, like, that she was, like, pre-programmed to do all this stuff, even though she thought she was acting on her own. But then by the end, she really does make her own decision to get out of that train well, and you think she does. Go, you don't know. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could still be part of her programming. And then, like, so she, she, I'm glad she isn't leaving. And then, like, I like just, like, the whole... Like, I still don't understand why Felix and Sylvester helped her out. Like, seeing as they're not... I, I like the scene in this finale where Felix just starts to wonder, wait a minute, Bernard's a robot? Wait, am I one too? And, like, then he starts <laughs> panicking. And, like... But, like, it, there's no reason why he shouldn't have just wiped her if he wasn't under someone's control. Like, it would have been so much safer for everybody if he had just wiped her out and uh, and then didn't participate in her games. But, I mean, overall, I really enjoyed the this uh, whole season. I'm interested to see, like, they, they sort of introduced the samurai world now. I'm assuming that with, that's what the SW is. And how that I'm interested to see if next season they're going to be doing like a samurai world focus and then kind of merge it back in. I, I mean, I thought I thought it was pretty evident as soon as you see uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins on a cast list that he's not going to survive into a second season. He's not the type of actor you get for two seasons of a show. Like, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if um, what's his name? The man in black there is gone for Ed the Harris? second season. Ed Harris, because he's a pretty big name, too, to try to keep on for a, a second season of a show. Yeah, well, mostly you could see that he could possibly end up dying there, but that was what he wanted was like. To, oh, yeah. He was like go, smiling as yeah, soon as he got shot. Because he want, <laughs> and that's what he wanted was to go up against uh, where you could actually uh, get hurt and not be in a spot where you would always win. So. You could definitely see that, you know, that could possibly uh, take place. Yeah, could they go into a different world? I don't know. The, I mean, uh, the note that Maeve is looking at about her fictitious daughter that, you know, she apparently decides to actually go back and try and find, the, the note says Park 1, you know, such and such, such and such. And so you don't know exactly how many parks there are. You know that there's Westworld, and now you know that there's the Samurai World, and Park one could be a whole nother park, uh, you know, that they're using that robot in now, uh, you know, that's not either of the ones that we've seen. 
Uh, so you could see multiple parks or something like that. They could have their own multiverse. They could have like four different shows on HBO and have them all combined into uh, a Fortnite crossover event. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would never happen. Well, when well, pretty soon you I have a three night event with another sort of related show. Well, yeah, well, when you seconds. have the well, when you have the you find the 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 samurais that have uh, woken up and and the gunslingers, you know, and they all get together and rise up. I just want a game of Thor- Game of Thrones world, you know, sword and sorcery world that just well, has that- all of the costumes and. And characters from Game of Thrones. Well, that that could be, you know, like uh, that's that's the crossover. Is you find out that uh, you know that the whole world of Westeros world <laughs> is hey, it's a way of bringing that start back. Yeah, it's, it's another. It's just another one. Well, you could find out that Ned Stark is now, you know, like in Samurai World or something. <laughs> you know, like they just once he died in that, he, he's in the that, new Teddy. He keeps dying every. Once, day. once he died in that storyline, they just put him into the other ones. Yeah, but I mean, overall, I I guess I haven't in, enjoyed a show so much that was still totally confusing as much as I did Westworld. You know. Yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't. I didn't necessarily find it confusing. I mean, your comments about about needing the explanation. Or, or, you know, having the reading the explanation on the EW interviews or whomever was doing the interviews. I just was like, maybe I'm not supposed to know it yet. Well, just yeah, because I don't what, understand I it now yeah. doesn't mean I'm not supposed to know it yet. Yeah, well, I didn't go I didn't go read any of those things because I don't want to know that stuff. But just by the headlines and stuff that I saw, granted, those could be just clickbaity. And once you read it, you don't actually find out what they're saying. Yeah, yeah you, they they really reveal very little about the future uh, on the thing, but but sometimes, it, but it, it some of these things intimated that there were explanations for uh, things, you know, like like whether Maeve really was making her own decisions or or Dolores was making her own decisions or things like that, and if for things to make sense or whatever, if I'm supposed to know. If I'm actually supposed to know whether those things are true, then the show should have told me, not something after the fact, you know, not supplemental interviews and and stories afterwards uh, should not be the thing I need to go to to find out whether such and such is true. And if it is true, then I hope that in the first episode when they come back in 2018, uh, that, you know, some of these things will be explained and then you'll know whether they really are or not without having to read an answer from somebody or something. I don't know. It's just things like that. Uh, when I see that there's stories out there like that, that kind of stuff kind of bothers me in these types of shows is, uh, well, in all shows, I shouldn't, I, I make that case with, I've made that case with the flash before is some of the ways that they've done time travel and describe things uh, or had characters reshow back up. You know, if I have to go watch, you know, somebody else's explanation to get a grasp of what just happened in the show, then your show didn't do a good job. As long as they expected you to know that at that point, I, I agree with you. But if they don't expect you to understand all that, they, I mean, they can go explain it. If it's going to be explained later, then there's not really a rush to to know that information. Uh, so overall, it was good. 
when it comes back, you know, even if it's one of, you know, 7,000 shows by that time, <laughs> as as shows continue to expand, yeah, I'll be watching, uh, you know, season two. And who knows, maybe by 2018, we'll have actually hit peak TV and we'll be on the on the downward side where we start getting <laughs> less shows coming. They'll be collapsing. It'll yeah. be just one DC show and they're all acting together in it. It's <laughs> always a crossover. <laughs> it'll, be, yeah, it's just be, it'll just be one giant uh, show that's on four nights a week. Or like one, one week they'll <laughs> be in Central City, the next week they'll be in Star City, and they, they'll just... Uh, Mix it up from week to week. All right. That'll do it for uh, prime time. And we'll move on to our uh, TV recommendations where I will continue to recommend at this time of year. If you haven't, if you're not a member of Amazon Prime, uh, check out Amazon Prime. You can get a free month. Go to tvtimes3.com slash prime. Uh, that is an affiliate link. So we do get a couple bucks for you signing up, but you get a free month. You get free shipping for any Christmas or holiday gifts you're buying. You can watch Man in the High Castle for free. Good Girls Revolt. Uh, and you can watch Good Girls Revolt, the one season that's there. At least one season. And, and enjoy it. I'm on my free free month trial through uh, TV Times 3. That's uh, Well, thank you, Kyle. That's the uh, <laughs> It's the perfect time of year to try that out. And, you know, in 30 days, if, if you don't think there's enough value in the in the content, you know, the video content or the uh, stream music streaming or... Or you find yourself the impulse buying way too much, or, or, yeah. <laughs> or you just clicking, uh, or you just clicking stuff all the time, or or you've bought your uh, Amazon Echo and you're like uh, Alexa. I do. I bought my Echo. <laughs> I bought my Echo. I'm using Alexa all the time. I, I have to get a second one though because it's not big enough to cover the whole house. So. Well, that's it. You, that's what the dots are for. You can get the dot. <laughs> oh, that's what I bought. Sorry, I bought the dot. I bought the Echo dot. Yeah. Is you can uh, you know you can buy a six pack of the dots, buy five and get one six one free, and you can put them all over the house. And no matter where you are, the one that's closest to you will answer. <laughs> Until you're watching television and the Echo, the Alexa starts responding to something that was said on television. Yes, that's right. I recommend saying, Alexa, can you sing? It sounds like a Buffy song. It's like a, she sings a country song about losing her Wi-Fi. <laughs> Alexa, tell me a joke. Uh, and I now, did throw that one too. I did that one. They're very corny jokes. You'd appreciate them. Those are the best. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but yeah, that's that's my my recommendation. It's perfect time to check out uh, Amazon Prime. TVTimes3.com/slash/prime, or just go to TVTimes3.com/slash/Amazon if you want to get yourself a you know a Fire TV or an Echo or any of those other things, uh, or do any uh, shopping. Uh, that you were going to do anyways on Amazon, that would be uh, much appreciated because it's the old win-win-win situation. Amazon makes a sale. You get the same deal as you would have got if you would have went straight there, but we get a couple of bucks that uh, helps us support the podcast. Is it a win times three? Yes, that's right. <laughs> it is. It is a win times three. And we get a little bit, uh, a percentage of the sale that helps uh, support the podcast for doing something you were going to do anyways, so... That's my little uh, pitch for her. So, uh, Ivy, what is your big recommendation? Well, I wish I'd known about the affiliate link of, is it tvtimes3.amazon.com? No, it's tvtimes3.com slash Amazon. Or you can click on any of the links on the, the webpage or whatever. It'll take you there, too, via affiliate link. Because this morning, uh, my Amazon Kindle purchased the six-book in the Expanse series that came out today, or Tuesday as the day we're recording this. 
uh, by James S.A. Corey, which is actually a, a couple of gentlemen that have been writing these books. We've talked about The Expanse on, on, on times I've appeared on the show before. I'm a big, big, big fan of the books. The television show is doing a, a pretty solid job adapting them. But the, the sixth book in the series came out today. I won't mention anything about what happened in the fifth because I don't know how far we'll get in the show. And the last thing I ever want to do is present a spoiler to Kyle. I know. Um, that's... <laughs> just, <laughs> but some, some really big stuff went down in the fifth book, kind of some game world changing stuff. And one of these days, Kyle, you might realize how loaded of puns that last statement was. <laughs> um, but the the sixth book kind of picks up right as the living in the aftermath of the change of this world and starts telling the stories. And one of the things I like about these books is is they're done in the style of Game of Thrones, where there's they pick where the authors pick a couple of different point of view characters per each book, and then they tell the story in that way. But the 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 series has a, a great way of introducing a character. Um, in like the second book that then might go away for the third and fourth book and then might come back and be a really important character down the road. They did it with um, with characters in the first season. They did it with Bobby Draper in the second season, whom we're going to get to see in the in the new season of the show this year. Um, but it does a really good job of weaving people back in and out of the stories as it goes on. And um, I've read just the first couple of four or five chapters today, and I think it's going to be a, a really good uh, next, I didn't want to say chapter because I just said chapter, but the next evolution of the story. So I'm really I'm I'm enjoying what I've read so far, and I'm looking forward to finishing it. All and, right, and it is okay to read, boys and girls. Yes, <laughs> I, that's what that's when I say, Alexa, read me my audiobook, <laughs> and then she just starts talking. It's wonderful. <laughs> uh, yes, and if you're interested in any of the Expanse books. Always go to tvtimes3.com slash Amazon and get those. So, And your recommendation is, Kyle? My recommendation is uh, if you were missing Archer uh, for a while, uh, <laughs> uh, Netflix just dropped a new Australian action comedy series called Pacific Heat. Uh, and it's about this group of these really dim-witted police officers who go on undercover missions in the uh, Gold Coast of Australia. And so, like, the animation style, it, it looks exactly like Archer. So if you like that kind of animation style, it's got the same kind of uh, look and feel. It's got the same kind of humor, like this irreverent, like, um, wordplay, sarcasm. There's, like, sight gags and all these, like, fun, like flashbacks that reveal like crazy things that happened to these characters in their past. So um, it's, it, it's definitely like I saw some articles of people complaining, Oh, this is an Archer ripoff, but I, I really enjoyed it. Like it's, it's, it's got to say, if you're like Archer and you're missing it, there's another 13 episode show you can, you can check out on uh, Netflix. Do these undercover police officers ride bicycles? They do not. It's they're not blue. They're heat. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, that's a different beach. <laughs> different. <laughs> different cops. Different. Different Pacific. Yes. All right. Uh, that's our uh, recommendations. And as always, you can find uh, links to those recommendations as well as the news stories we talked about, and also where you can find Ivy and Kyle online in the show notes at tvtimes three dot com slash three fifty. And on the next episode. Uh, we'll be uh, going over the uh, winter TV schedule, talking about some of the new and returning shows 
uh, and what the schedule will all look like in January and February. And uh, Amory and Ray will be joining me for that. So uh, that's what you can look forward to on the next episode. And once again, thank you, uh, Ivy and Kyle, for joining me on episode 350. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Thanks for, for being, being had. had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were had. Okay. Uh, You're predictable. <laughs> that's right. Well, I only do it about half the time. It is, uh, but when I edit this, it'll sound like only I said it. Oh, <laughs> you jerk. Uh, or will it? You'll have to wait until the end to find out. record button which i have done now and i'm recording ivy say something well i'm not gonna say what you just said about amory <laughs> yeah. wow. uh, and ivy's recording. i can't believe those words would come out of your mouth jason and what he said about ray too <laughs> it was like a double whammy okay <laughs> and kyle is recording so. <laughs> that's right I just couldn't hold it in anymore. I had to. After 350 episodes, it's just like... <laughs> well, I couldn't even wait till after 350. I had to get it in before. What episode is this? 350. Nice. <laughs> I just want to make sure. It's like, well, you're, you it could have been 349, and that would still have been before 350. But it feels like we talked a whole episode before we started recording. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. I won't talk anymore. I'll just wait. I'm... That's right. I need to start... Uh... You need to start the Patreon campaign with the bonus uh, with the bonus episodes. And <laughs> then you you could hear us talking about MacGyver uh, for fifteen minutes before we get out on the podcast to talk about stuff that, looking at the outline, doesn't include MacGyver at all. I could talk about. I don't know if I'm talking about MacGyver for another twenty five minutes, but I can talk about Tracy Spiridakos a little bit more. because <laughs> a- now I feel I have the feel the need to go back and watch Revolution again. I'm sure she'll be back on a very special episode of MacGyver at some point. I didn't even know MacGyver was still on, to be honest. <laughs> it is CBS's highest rated new show, <laughs> even on a Friday night. I have a feeling that's not saying much, but yeah. At least it was in the first, I haven't looked to see subsequently, but in the first handful of episodes, it was doing, in the plus seven, it was doing like 11 million. It's real numbers. <laughs> I should give it another chance. <laughs> Or not. Or not. All right. And now that we've gotten another two minutes and 22 seconds to be talking about <laughs> MacGyver, welcome to TV Times 3, episode 350.